Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the very first episode of this brand new podcast called Crick Picks. It's going to be a weekly podcast and it's going to feature myself, Behram Kazi. You can find me on Twitter at Def Mango. Estelle Vasudevan, you can find her on Twitter at Estelle underscore Vasude, the number one. I'm tired of repeating this over and over again. Estelle, you need to consider getting a new handle. And uh, Jared Kimber, at A Jared Kimber, you can find him absolutely everywhere. And basically, the premise of this show is that we're going to pick any one random cricket thing it could be a player, it could be a kit, it could be a tournament. And we're going to pick our top fives for that particular category. And each time we'll have a snake draft. And the way that works is that the first pick gets the sixth pick then. So one, two, three, three, two, one. That's how the first pick gets sixth again. And you, if any of you play any fantasy sports, you know, that's how the draft generally tends to work over there as well. And the order that we've decided for today is Estelle goes first, then Jared second, and I'll go third. And the topic is ODI World Cups. So without further ado, Estelle Vasudevan, which World Cup do you think ranks highest Yeah, I have you? to go with 1996. And I know you guys... Oh, <laughs> no surprises at all. I am so I know you're going to make fun of me, but... <laughs> To me, that's isn't that the biggest like the fairy tale story? I I know I'm biased, but 1996, uh, Sri Lanka winning that tournament, I don't think anyone would have called it right because you know they weren't um, one of the big teams. They aren't now either, but you know they weren't in their you know uh, <laughs> peak. You could say um, there were definitely teams that were better than them around the world, uh, yet they managed to win the tournament as a whole. also like that it wasn't like 2023 where you had so many games. It was much more condensed. Um, I'm going to be honest, Estelle. <laughs> I had it as fifth on my board. So yeah. I knew you would take it first. That's why I gave you the first pick so you, that you would completely ruin your own draft. Um, but I had it fifth. Bayram, how, where did you have it on your board? It definitely would have featured in my top five as well, but I didn't have a top five per se because I knew other stuff will get picked ahead of me. So I have them yep. listed in order. And 96, yeah, it's in the top five. So, All right. Um, yeah, she's made a shocker there. Uh, mm. is yep. it, it, it's me now, isn't it? Yes, All right. it is you. But this is easy, 1992, because that mm. was the obvious answer. <laughs> I <this>. hate you. <laughs> Everyone I was, loathe you. It's, I mean, it's the World <laughs> Cup that started World Cups, right? Like, if you look at the early World Cups, there's no real thing. And it's not about... See, I think Estelle got a little bit sucked in by the team who won it. A World Cup should be about the event. And I think the 92 World Cup mm. was the first event. We had the pajama clothes on. It changed world, uh, you know, ODI cricket. Um, it changed world cricket, really, that, that mm. particular event. And so I think it is, you know, the greatest World Cup that has ever been played. And I'm more than happy that it was still available at number two. And that's why... <laughs> That's why I completely rigged this draft to make sure that Estelle went first. 
uh, yep. so that I could get because the better Beram one. Would Beram would be good. Right? <laughs> the fact that I did not get this, the fact that I did not get 92 is, um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm speechless. But not just uh, the pajama clothing, Jared, also the white ball and floodlights. It Lights was well, groundbreaking yeah. in many different ways. And forget Pakistan winning it. And also that's another great fairy tale story, much like Sri Lanka's, but probably not as I guess uh, the magnitude isn't as high as Sri Lanka's because Pakistan was still an established limited overs unit back then. And Sri Lanka kind of like, that was the watershed moment for them. And it kind of, you know, uh, what we saw from Sri Lankan cricket for the next 15 to 16 years was magical. So in that regard, I think that uh, it was a better fairy tale story. But yeah, for all those reasons mentioned, uh, colored clothing, floodlights, white balls, and just the fanfare, you know, how many people it drew in. I think that's why it would have been my number one as well. My number two is 99. Now, I love the kits in 99. Amazing kits. Your and, number two, uh, that's your number one. Yeah, that's my number one. Yeah, it was originally my was, number two. Unfortunately. No, I, the reason I, I, I was confused is because you have two back-to-back -back picks. So I wasn't sure yeah. how you were ranking them. 99, right, okay, right. yeah. Uh, go, sing, sing your song. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing how Australia, you know, who were down and out at the start, they were losing games and everyone thought they wouldn't make it. Then they went on to win the goddamn thing. And uh, Steve was... Uh, Herschel Gibbs' catch story, Lance Klusner's whole arc throughout that World Cup and then the semi-final, South Africa and Australia. I think that is, you know, etched in cricket lore forever. The final was disappointing. It's my earliest cricketing memory as well. I was, what, five? And my entire family was, you know, draped in Pakistan jerseys and we were watching that game and it ended in the first hour, basically. So, uh, I, I just want to, I just want to chip in here. Um, it's really interesting because I know I'm a bit older than both of you, but I am a nineties kid. Um, and you guys are not quite nineties kids, but we've all picked a world cup from the nineties so far. Hmm. Uh, and I did, I, I won't spoil it, but I did have another world cup quite high up on my board, um, that we haven't gone for yet, but it's really interesting that that is such an important period of ODI history that, hmm. you know, one, two, three, even if number one is obviously incorrect, <laughs> um, and Estelle's made a horrible decision. That, but I do think those are quite emotionally important, you know, World Cups for the game and, and the way that we look at it. But uh, what have you got for your uh, your um, fourth pick or the, or the fourth pick? Just a bit more on 99, I would say, is oh. that also it's the only other World Cup in which Pakistan made the final. And from a personal point of oh. view, I've watched the reruns over and over again. And uh, it's just the kits, the way they played. It was probably the best ODI team Pakistan have ever assembled in their history. It was better than the 92 one. So them not winning it, sure. That was a heartbreak sort of story at the end. But overall, I think it definitely is, well, now my number one pick because you took 92. On number two, for me, it's 2011, actually. And uh, I know a lot of Indians will be like, oh, there's a Pakistani guy and he's picked a World Cup that India won. Look, that World Cup was a really, really good one in, in terms of, you know, just the arcs around it. India was playing at home. Sachin's last World Cup, he went on to win it. Pakistan had lost their stars uh, via spot fixing. No one was giving them much of a shot. They, you know, topped their group, defeated Australia after how many games exactly? Since 99. Let's mm. just say since 99, they finally defeated Australia and they also defeated them in 99. So that happened. And then that semi-final at Mohali, Sachin getting dropped four times, Pakistan not being able to chase 260. And let's not forget Sri Lanka. What a team that was. One of my favorite you know, ODI teams of all time. I'm a huge Kumar Sangakara fan. I'm a super fan. And uh, I love Jevardhane as well. Murli was playing his last World Cup. I think Sri Lanka had all that it took at that point to win that World Cup. And they were even finalists in 2007. So I would say that overall great World Cup. And uh, yeah, the theme song was also like the, 
whatever song you call it. That World Cup song was also really nice. Was that Stumpy the elephant mm-hmm. as well? Was it Stumpy mm-hmm. the um, mascot, which was probably the best and worst mascot? Um, <laughs> Estelle, how high did you have 2011? Because I didn't have it particularly high. It was kind of in the middle. Yeah, it mine low, was but... around like outside the top five. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's interesting you went with that. I, I wouldn't have seen that. Um, okay. Woo! This is fun. <laughs> Um, oh, this is easy. My second pick is on the board. Uh, 2019. Ah, um, yeah, I wanted I, it. It has a great final, which is really important because we don't have many great finals, mm. right? Um, yeah. I, it was, I think, a very much a celebration of cricket in that there was a lot of good crowds for a lot mm. of different things. Um, you know, the format, we've got issues with the 2023 format and the, all the way back to 92, but at least there was a reason for it in 92. Um, uh, you know, Afghanistan were, were involved. Uh, it, I think it was a good vibes World Cup. And then you finish it off with perhaps the most ludicrous, um, you know, game in, in, in one day cricket history. Uh, England winning at home, which, you know, usually I wouldn't celebrate England winning at home or any team winning at home. But when it is England and they had had no success at that tournament and everything was changing, I just think, not, I just think it was a really, very, it was a very good tournament. Perhaps. I would have had it higher up if New Zealand would have won. Um, mm. but, but I think, uh, you know, I was, I was quite comfortable with it as my number two pick. So the fact that it slipped down to number five, um, I'm very happy. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With that. Just on that, I want to mention that uh, it's very important to point out that there was a fear that England won't make the semi-finals. It was yeah. very much real. And then they went on to win the whole thing in the manner in which they won. Boundary count. So, yeah, yeah oh, in hindsight, also, maybe I should have picked 2019 ahead of 2011. But uh, No, I forgot I, the other, yeah. other thing, the two-day yeah. semi-final as well, right? Like, yeah. You know, it was all like I, I remember that partly because, you know, me and Neil, Neil Manthorpe had to share a, a very small um, bedroom <laughs> outside of Manchester because it was the only place we could find. Uh, so it was it, the whole thing was weird. But, yeah, no, you perfect example, again, of of um, just the, the randomness, um, you know, Pakistan making that late run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I was uh, there for that, by yeah. the way. I watched Pakistan versus uh, South Africa at Lords, Pakistan versus New Zealand at Edgebaston. And Pakistan versus Afghanistan at Headingley. And I made sure they win all those three games and that uh, hope was alive. So personally, too, it's a very important World Cup for me. It's me. Yeah. Uh, who's next? Uh, Estelle. I'll pick, two, I'll pick 2003 um, as my next one. So, yes. yeah. That, that's a good one. That's solid. <laughs> She's back in, so, in some sort of 2003, form. I think, mm-hmm. first World Cup in Africa. Um, lots of upsets in the tournament as a whole. Then the whole mm-hmm. Dakwat Lewis drama with South Africa, the hosts. I think that was possibly, you know, their best chance of going all the way after 99. Um, so all around, like a really competitive tournament, except for the fact that Australia was winning every game. Uh, but other than that, I thought it was a really <laughs> competitive tournament and good format as well. Uh, mostly the drama was good with all the upsets and, you know, top teams also faltering a little bit. Well, you had the black yep, arm uh, armband protest. You had Kenya's yep. Kenya's story. You had mm-hmm. John Davison making runs for Canada. Mm-hmm. Like I, I almost went above. I almost went with two thousand and three above twenty nineteen. But because two thousand and three, I travelled around as a fan. I thought that my emotional connection might be warping by my uh, thoughts on that. But it is. It's a fantastic World Cup, and I think 
I think because 1999, 92, 96, mm-hmm. 99 were all so good, 2003 gets slept on a little bit um, just mm-hmm. because everything else before it was really, really strong. Whereas realistically, we probably, I, th- I would say, looking at this now, that it probably should have gone at pick four and me and Bayram should have had 2003 ahead of 2011 and 2019. So mm-hmm. Estelle has somehow pulled herself back slightly <laughs> after the terrible um, start. I, and I love that we can read these drafts knowing that she's just going to pick Sri Lanka yeah. stuff every time and, and, mm-hmm. and we could do that. Is she wearing a German football national uh, jersey? Yes, I there? am. Are you, Estelle? Okay, now there's no hate <laughs> for you anymore. I love Germany. So you did the right things. You're winning this. How could I not pick 96, right? All right, who's next? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah. I would have picked 92 for different reasons than Jared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your pick seven, yeah, so Estelle? This is a tough one. I'm going to go with 2015. Um, Obviously, all the good ones are gone now. <laughs> but I felt, again, the atmosphere around the tournament was pretty good. Um, uh, there was a lot of runs scored, particularly in the games in New Zealand. Um, you know, the whole Brendan McCallum kind of going crazy during the tournament was a highlight, I think. Um, altogether, Mitchell Stark's performance, uh, all around, the the whole vibe around it was good. And it was... It was kind of one of those tournaments where maybe you didn't have a clear favorite going into the tournament. You didn't have like up to maybe 2007, it was going to be Australia. And 2011, you had to think that India had a really good chance because it was being played in the subcontinent. But 2015 was maybe the most most balanced kind of tournament going in uh, before it started. So yeah, that's my, that would be my number three then. Yeah, I mean, it's just such a fast-scoring tournament as well. Like, it's maybe maybe it wasn't the most exciting tournament, but even even yeah. Starks over to McCullum, I know it ruins that game, yep. but it's a moment that everyone's going to remember. Uh, yeah. So it was pretty. But also, I think, and and '92 had an element of this. We didn't even mention it because there's so many great facets of '92. You know, the whole Martin Crow story, Zimbabwe story mm-hmm. at the end, all these different things. But 2015, not only were New Zealand a very good team, but the, the nation really got behind the World Cup. And, you know, in Asia, that's a given. And that, but that doesn't always happen in all, you know, I was in 2003 um, in South Africa. They knew there was a World Cup going on, but it wasn't like the country transformed. Whereas I was in New Zealand during um, 2015. It was like, we've got a World Cup and we've got a really good team. So there was a real vibe there. Now, I think that that's a, that's a very, very strong pick. Uh, okay, also, so you know, that New Zealand team also, I would say, is probably one of the best New Zealand teams we've ever seen. And McCullum attacking up top. I think that when I think of that uh, World Cup, I think of Mitchell Stark and that New Zealand team. And Wahab's yeah. fell to Shane Watson. That's also another one. Yeah. Now, there's a yeah. few, I mean, there's a few good micro moments in, in that tournament. Mm-hmm. The, the Afghanistan-Scotland mm-hmm. game where Afghanistan, mm-hmm. like, was put on a 40-wicket, 10th-wicket partnership or whatever it is. 40-run, uh, sorry, 10th-wicket partnership um, is absolutely... Ex- uh, okay, now I am actually now just going to talk amongst myself for a moment because more, all my major board is gone. Uh, <laughs> so what have we got? We've had seven picks. Mm-hmm. We've got okay. five to go because we're doing top four. By the way, I don't mm-hmm. think I told the listeners and viewers this because yeah. there's not 15 World Cups, so we're doing top four picks for this episode only and one world cup misses out doesn't it which i love Mm. but it's just like one world cup never happened okay (laughs) i think it has to be 1983 it's Mm. not a classic world cup in many different ways um you know it's the last one of that 
that triumvirate in England, but it is the one that I think, like, so 75 is quite a big moment because it exists. 79 is a bit like, well, we might as well play another one of these. We've already had one. <laughs> 83 feels like there's something starting to build. And that's when the other teams are like, wait a minute, should one of us be hosting this as well? Should it not be in England every time? Um, you know, West Indies are still, West Indies should have three repeated. So the, uh, the finals are massive upset. You've got the, um, uh, there's, uh, what's, what's his name? Couple Devs game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's, um, India actually beat the West Indies twice. Uh, yep. in that tournament there's some there's some interesting things going along i think in in that sort of tournament and with after everything going else. winless yeah. in 1979 they yeah. won the ATC world cup and zimbabwe beat australia as well hmm. so and look it's not i don't think it's a classic world cup it's probably the most important world cup in cricket history because it changes everything right it changes hmm. india and the way that they view cricket but as a world cup it's kind of a little, you know, it's it's fine. It it does a job, um, but I can't get massively excited about it. But looking at the rest of the board, I can't see how it's not the automatic pick here. And hopefully, that's made Bayram's <laughs> job even harder. I mean, it's made it harder and easier in a way because I had all of those World Cups that you guys have already <laughs> mentioned till the turn came back to me, and now I have to pick up the scraps over here. And I think the one that I'm going to go for is 1987. Now, you mentioned how 83 was, you know, Mm. still played in England and all of that. Mm. And 87 was the first time the World Cup left England. It was coming to the subcontinent, which is huge, I feel, because now cricket is Asia's sport, right? Back in the day, it wasn't. And that was probably the starting point of all of that. Maybe India winning the World Cup was, but you get the drift. And also, no one expected uh, India or Pakistan to not yeah. lift this trophy. Mm-hmm. It was it had to be one of those two teams and they were pretty good ODI units at that time as well. So, both of them getting defeated in the semis by, well, India was defeated by Australia and Pakistan, sorry, Pakistan was defeated by Australia and in- India was defeated by England. So, England and India, uh, sorry, what am I even saying? England and Australia are playing a final in which, you know, no one expected them to be there. And I think that is quite a story on its own. And that World Cup, Jared, you could probably add on this, kick-started things for Australia as this yeah. juggernaut in limited overs cricket. Because before that, they probably didn't even take it that seriously. But 87 onwards, we saw the Australian team really grew to whatever it became towards the end of the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, it's interesting because Australia doesn't win the next World Cup or the one after mm. that, but they do make the finals course in 96. But that World Cup changes one-day cricket because there's mm. a formula now of how to play it. And there wasn't really... Like, the West Indies were good, but I'm not sure they had a specific formula of how to play it. So you've got that element. And as you said, then you've got the Australian element of, um, you know, they they probably into, what, the 70s and 80s, not quite as strong um, a team. So, you know, coming from nowhere with uh, quite a young side, um, to, mm-hmm. you know, or a quite an inexperienced side, no one expected them to win. It's also got the great Pakistan-West Indies game where Courtney mm-hmm. Walsh refuses to do the man-cad. Um, you know, as you said, the fact that it's really interesting, if you go back and you look at some of the footage, there's this like blatant racism talking hmm. about the World Cup being in Asia um, and everything. And like in a way that you, no no commentator would ever put to camera now. They might say it off, off camera, but they would never put it on camera now. Um, you know, talking about the conditions, there was so much worry that the pitches were going to be bad and everything. And in the end, like it was a pretty good World Cup. Maybe the biggest problem was um, a bit like in 80s, a bit like all the first four World Cups, they all have the same issue is there's not that much footage of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and some games, you know, the footage wasn't particularly good um, of all of those games. So, but I, I think, I think that is the obvious ninth pick. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going to do for your tenth pick. Oh, I'm going to screw you guys over because I haven't seen any footage other than Clive Lloyd's, you know, century, <laughs> was it? 
um, yep. in the final was am I right over here? Yep. Apart from that, I don't think I've seen any footage of 75 and 79. So I'm going to go with 2023. Now, of course, not enough close games and it went on forever. Trust me or trust us, we were creating content for it and it just would not end. <laughs> but, you know, I think just the whole story of how India were leaps and bounds ahead of every single team and they had no business losing that World Cup or that final. And then they lost to Australia of all teams who they had also lost the World Test Championship final to just like six months ago or so or maybe even less than that. I think that will be something that will be remembered in cricket forever. And, uh, you know, it's it's amazing how sport has this a tendency that the best team doesn't always win because we would all agree that India were the best team yet Australia they were scrappy throughout and uh, you know they won some games that they should have lost the Afghanistan one in particular Maxwell's 200 and we also saw some really quick hundreds in this one you know originally Aidan Markram scored the fastest hundred then Glenn Maxwell scored the fastest hundred then Glenn Maxwell scored that double and we did have a bit of drama in the group stage as well it went on longer than we expected it to so all of those things considered, I would rank it ahead of the first two World Cups. Yeah, I liked it as well. Yeah, interesting. Where, I where actually, did you have it, Estelle? Did, not in the top five, but I had it like six. Because I felt like, you know, going into the tournament, everyone's expecting it to be all 400 plus scores, right? But I felt like there was actually quite a bit of balance uh, when you look at the pitchers and how they play it. So there was a bit of something for everyone like if you if you were to think of playing a world cup in india you would have expected either it to be like really high scoring a second expectation would have been to for it to be like crazy spinning wickets um and the third would have probably not i mean if the fast bowlers coming into the game wouldn't have even been a consideration right but in the end uh, actually i felt like they had done a good job in that across the venues you did come across a lot of different conditions. And like, I mean, this is recency bias as well, but like, you know, there were some good games in there. And mm. uh, despite the format being horrible, uh, there was a bit of drama in the end to see who finished third and fourth, right? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. an interesting one. I had it really low, so I don't even think I had it in my top 10. But I do wonder if looking back in 10 or 20 years' time, I might rank it higher just because it's the first time where every team in the World Cup was a legitimate team, right? There wasn't anyone that you could just turn up and beat, right? And, you know, it felt like a proper tournament in that way, in a way that we really haven't ever seen before. But there wasn't a lot of close games, it did have that period where it dragged. I know we had like a little bit of, you know, what had happened. And, and the England the England narrative, I think, is quite fun mm. um, yeah. as well. But I find it hard to have it. Uh, I, I, I think, look, where, where have we ranked it? We've ranked it 10th overall. Mm. That's probably fair, right? Maybe, maybe you could get it as high as 8th. And maybe one day we'll look at it and we'll see it as better than 2015. 
but it's certainly not in like the top six uh, World Cup. Let's not also forget, Jared, that Afghanistan won four games and they had only won yeah. one game prior to that in World Cups. And Netherlands, they made exactly. this World Cup by qualifying for it. They didn't just get there by default. And they also defeated South Africa. And they also defeated Bangladesh. So they had two wins. And I yeah. think uh, along with the England narrative, the Afghanistan and Netherlands narrative is also really important. And no, no. South Africa's bad first stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I, look, I definitely, I don't think it's... I, I, yeah, I, I, I suppose because we're so close to it, I'd like to know if we did this again in five or six years' time or, you know, after the next World Cup, would, would, would we move it, right? Would, would there be a change there at all? Uh, okay. Um, you've, that was both your picks, wasn't it? Yes, You're I'm done. done. Yeah. Okay. I am going to finish with 1975. Uh, wow. 1973 might be a more important World Cup because that's how the women actually forced the men to have a World Cup. But uh, it, it would be a tough one to put onto this uh, list. Um, so, like, 1975, it's the first World Cup. West Indies win it. It sort of shows us that there's a new force coming into cricket. It's got hilarious moments, like the Son of Gavaska innings. Mm. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, it, it ends up uh, as a sort of a celebration. If it doesn't work, we're probably not doing <laughs> the show, right? Like, if, mm. if it's a bit of a bomb, it wouldn't. We just it wouldn't it would have disappeared and and I think now we go oh it's a fait accompli that the World Cup worked well, it's, but it, I don't think it was right I think it was um, I, I think it could have bombed or it could have been a lot less and I think 1975 certainly started us quite well there Clive Lloyd's inning was absolutely fantastic there's there's kind of slim pickings at the end if we're being honest here I mean um, how can you forget that pitch invader Jared during Sonny Gavaskar's innings it I mean that that's almost the reason to put this like way higher because of how stylish that man was dressed. Freddie, Freddie, Freddie Mercury stylist coming out on the field to uh, tell Sonal Gavaskar off for batting too slow. Absolutely. I remember you tweeted that that dude, you know, strutted so Jarvo could do whatever the hell Jarvo does. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with this. Um, that's my fourth pick. We've only got one left, right? Estelle, hmm. uh, to, yeah. to finish off. I'm going to do some build-up over here. She's got two options over here. 2007, a World Cup no one likes. And 1979, <laughs> that I'm not sure how much Estelle even knows about. Because I don't know much. Other than the yeah. fact that India were winning. Yeah, I'm going to go with 2007. Uh, the, yeah. the one reason Ooh. is, it was the only tournament with 16 teams. Um, and ideally, we should have gone, you know beyond that but I think that tournament and how uh, badly it was received ensured that there was no increase in number of teams also later on I think it had an impact um, as well so 16 teams uh, we had I think Bermuda who else did we have we had Netherlands mm. Bermuda Canada uh, well, Bermuda yeah. Ireland yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you know it was, it was an interesting tournament from that point of view right mm. like it's uh, also, it's probably our best winner. It was probably the yeah. best team that ever won a World Cup was 2007. Yeah. So it, it has it has some juice to it, um, yeah. but it was badly run. It was in the wrong time <laughs> zone for half the world. Um, the fans didn't turn up to the grounds. The uh, final was yeah. played in darkness. Yeah, like, I mean, it just, it just, unfortunately, deserves it. So just on 1979, just to, to play its case a little bit, 1979 mm. is probably more interesting for the fact of the qual. It was the first time we had a qualifying event, and of course, that's the game where Sri Lanka um, forfeited a game against Israel for political reasons and almost don't qualify for the World Cup, which would have been, you know, incredible. Would have changed everything, and it's where Sri Lanka actually go on to beat India in that tournament, which is what gets them Test status and everything mm. else. You have got Gary Gilmore as well, 
um, around that period. But 1979, one of the reasons it's not remembered particularly fondly is it's kind of in the middle of that um, World Series cricket um, takeover. So it's kind of like, it's like having a World Cup while like an IPL auction is going on. Like, you know, if you know what I mean, like it's not quite like that, but that's the kind of thing of like, there's World Cup on, but isn't isn't someone else taking over cricket over here? Um, so that's one of the reasons that 79 is not quite uh, remembered as much as anything else. I probably would still have 79 ahead of 2007, mm-hmm. um, which also would have meant that I would nev- not have picked a single Australian victory in any of mine. But I, I don't think 2007 is a bad one. I, 1979, I would say, probably for most people, would be the one that like mm. they know the least about they're interested uh you know like Coles king played a great innings in the final and mm. so did viv richards but it's not particularly known for you know anything uh other than maybe then other than sri lanka's storyline um which is interesting but i noticed that estelle picked another uh, g- uh game where sri lanka made the final i had no choice right at yeah. this point also <laughs> just to fight 2007's case you know ireland was a great story they hadn't even you know uh, mm-hmm. yeah. logged their vacations and stuff. They had to take that after they defeated Pakistan. It is the Bob Warmer World Cup, right? It is the Bob Warmer World Cup. So it's, it does have a couple of upsets and it has the Bob Warmer incident. So yeah, I think you're right, Bayram. It does have it does have some case. Mm. Um, it's just that the negatives of that World Cup seem to completely outweigh the positives, right? Like, yeah. that's, I mean, it, it, we, none mm. of us had it high on our board, right? No. Like it's, I, I actually had it originally on my board higher than, not uh 75 and then when i got down i was like i can't pick 2007 over 75 like what, what am i doing all right let's go through the list right uh-huh. so uh i'm just gonna go through the order in which they were drafted here so obviously <laughs> a bit of a surprise at number one unless you gerryman- <laughs> unless you gerrymandered the draft uh 96 92 99 2011 2019 2003 2015 1983 1987 2023 19 19- 75 no oh yes. and then and then 2007 sorry i hadn't hadn't updated estelle yet on that one mm. uh, 2007 comes in last estelle's picks and remember you can vote in the comments or you mm-hmm. can tell estelle how bad her list is on twitter estelle, and give us your top four as well in the comments please we'd love to know what you guys pick yeah exactly so we've got 92 96 99 2011 um mm. and uh, i think we've got that wrong i think t- 2003 or 2019 mm. probably should be a little mm. bit higher. But yeah. anyway, it, we're not far off. Estelle, 1996, <laughs> 2003, 2015, 2007. She's got two of the most soulless World Cups, I think, <laughs> um, in hers. I've got 1992, which very strong. 2019, I think my list would have been stronger if I went 03 rather than that. 1983, which I do, do think pulls me back a little bit. And then 1975. Mm-hmm. Bayram, 1999, strong. 2011, interesting. Um, 1987, uh, and then 2023. So he's gone for three World Cups in Asia. So <laughs> we know which market he's sucking up to there. Um, uh, and uh, and I I went out of my way not to pick an Australia one. So tell us what who you think won the draft um, and everything else. But um, what what do we think we got? Uh, let's go through each one. I think I got 2003 wrong. What do you mm. think you wrong, Estelle, other than the obvious <laughs> first pick? No, but I mean, <laughs> I got the sixth and seventh picks, right? So by that time, top five is gone. So I think I did pretty well there yeah, with 2003 striking. and 2015. Yeah, I don't think you made a mistake there. What about you, Baron? 
I think I made a mistake. I should have gone for 2019 ahead of 2011 just because of the final and generally the arcs that existed in that World Cup. And right towards the end of the group stage, it was, it was quite tight. So I think I made a blunder over there. I should have gone for 2019 over 2011. I think your 2023 mm. pick's quite strong, though, if you compare it to mm. 2007 and 75. So you've still, you've still got some juice. Let's, let's see what the audience says. Yeah. Anyway, I think that wraps this episode up. Tell us what you think in the comments below and give a like, like, share and subscribe to us. Quick Picks will be back next week and we'll have another interesting topic. That's all for this one though. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. This podcast has an ad-free version via Patreon where there are also many other extras as well, including a Discord channel where you can chat to me directly. There is a link to the Patreon in the show notes. We are an independent podcast, so support us any way you can. Maybe give us a review, subscribe, or share on social media. All of these things help us. And when it comes to podcasts, word of mouth is always the best way of making it grow. If we had a guest on, chances are their socials are in the show notes. Please support everyone who comes on this show. I am Jared Kimber, and this is my network. But we also have hosts and co-hosts like Baram Kazi and Estelle Vasudevan. This network is overseen by Nick McCorriston, and each episode is produced by Ishit Kaburka at Sound Potion Studio. Mukunda Bandredi, or Muku as most people will know, is the head of our YouTube channels, and he also helps out with so many other things like the podcast recording. And there's so many other people we could thank here, but I just want to thank all the listeners and all the people who help behind the scenes that make this podcast work. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.